Hello, welcome to another episode of Godmother Guidance with your host, Jalicia. And honestly, I'm very excited. And to say the least, I'm actually pretending that I already have a podcast that's up and running right now. I'm in the car and we're going to jump right in as if this is a common thing. And today's topic is going to be, I'm a failure at 21. (laughs) And I think it's super funny and it's so relevant to any person that is in their early adulthood where we feel like failures because the first attempts that we did at life didn't necessarily go how we thought they would. And I want to give you a breakthrough, right? Because I I have so much compassion for everybody that has given their full heart to something, Um, especially in our early 20s or even in high school. You give your heart away, your entire heart, not realizing that it's only going to be your first one, right? And what I mean by that is sometimes people say, yeah, we have different opportunities, different careers, et cetera. No, I feel like we have multiple lifetimes in one, right? Like my whole era of being in network marketing, that was a lifetime ago, honey. You know, my whole era of swearing, I am a YouTube star, a lifetime ago. And of course, the lifetime of me being a victim of abuse, (laughs) a lifetime ago. And I feel like these were different aspects and different lifetimes where we feel like when we're in our 20s, we we're creating these labels of who we're supposed to be and these thoughts of where we're going to go. Then all of a sudden we get let down because we're no longer these things. And honestly, it's a death. It's a death of that lifetime, right? When people keep saying era this, era that, it's like era, I get it. I get the concept. I like the trend of it. But no, it's literally a death. It's, it's not just an era. It's, it's an entire embodiment. It's a soul, right? Your soul is the only thing that stays consistent. But everything else, like who you think you are, what you think you're supposed to be, what you think you're supposed to do, like we're supposed to do this, do that, do this, what we're supposed to learn, like all of these different concepts that we throw upon ourselves. And I just want to say that change, honestly, the word shouldn't be like, oh, you'll change all the time. People should tell you. The adults, I don't know why you didn't tell us. Hey, honey, you're going to die all the time. And spiritually, in your mind, your ideas, they're going to die. There's, it's going to be glory. It's going to be like a thriller movie. And there's going to be so many different aspects of you that's going to die. And you're going to have to grieve it. And the word isn't change. The word is grief. <laughs> and at this point, I want to give you guys a little rundown on how I actually realized that. Okay. And I realized it. <sighs> well, you couldn't even guess it if you tried. I realized it when I was sitting in a barber's chair, right? You might be thinking, Jalicia, like, barber? I mean, I don't know. Didn't you have long hair? Like, don't you have, like, longer hair? What do you mean barber? Yeah, barber. Because I cut all my hair off at 21 years old because I was stressed and I was going through this rebirth, right? Um, I couldn't call it. <laughs> I can call it a rebirth now, but at that time, it was death. Like, I was going through one of my one of my deaths, right? And within this death, I lost an entire business that I built as an entrepreneur where I was actually making a full-time income and working with over a hundred people and making $2,000 a month, right? Residually. And I 
I let go of this entire business. I'm not going to say I lost it because truly I gave it up, but it was from a place of um, growth and understanding what was important to me, right? Just didn't align with my views anymore. So I gave it up. So I lost all of this. In that process, I lost all of my friends. And in losing all of my friends, they were also my business partners. Um, some people that were family to me that I completely severed ties with because they didn't align with my same views or values, not views, values, right? Because I'm not a person of, of opinion. I'm, a, I'm really a person of principles. Um, opinions are free. Like we're all meant to be free and I can agree to disagree with people all day. But when it comes to principles, that's something that I could not compromise with for anyone really. And these principles only came about because I started to realize my value, right? So before I lose you, right, <laughs> we're sitting in this barber chair and I realized my value. But before I fully realized my value, I cut off all my hair because of everything not because of everything that I lost, but it was one of those things where like, I'm like, I need change. I need to feel like a new beep, you know? So I cut off all my hair. And honestly, this was actually, um, this is going to be the first time I speak about this. And the time period, if you want to give a timestamp on it is, this is October of 2021. And I cut off all my hair in a couple weeks prior, right? I don't remember exactly a couple weeks prior couple weeks after, um, I was actually physically abused and somebody actually put their hands around my throat. And, um, like in those moments, you don't think like, oh, are they choking me? Are they not? Like, you don't really know what's going on. Like I truly blanked out. I was blank. I just knew that there was a grown man's hands around my neck and I disassociated. Um, and if you don't know what disassociation is, it's where you like your mind just goes to another place. Right. Um, we start to create these different realities in our mind from trauma. And in that moment, I disassociated. I went to this different world. And um, that is around the time of me completely cutting all of my hair. So this is a little bit about me. So you can understand what happens as I'm sitting in this chair, right? And my barber <laughs> tells me, I'm, he's cutting my hair. He's literally, because it's all shaved. It's all shaved. I look like Halle Berry, baby. And <laughs> I'm there sitting in his barber chair and he's, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, nice. So wow, you're so educated. You're so this. Da, da, da. He's talking me up. I'm like, well, thanks. But, you know, I feel terrible right now. Like, I don't know what to do. I feel I feel really stuck. Obviously, he didn't know the details of the physical abuse that happened a couple weeks prior or whatever. And he tells me he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your life has completely fell apart at 21. Like you, you've actually reached your like, um, what is the word that he said? Uh, you reached your plateau at 21. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I started cracking up because I was like, wow, yeah, at 21. And my, I think my life did fall apart, you know? <laughs> and he kind of like looked at me and he's like, yeah, like, mm -hmm. he just repeated it back to me. And one of the things that he told me is you always have to be prepared to pivot. And now, of course, at this point, it was definitely a time of grief for me. So nobody knew that I was definitely masking it in a great way um, because I put myself on this pedestal of being the girl that healed her childhood traumas, right? Healed her young adult like life, right? And then all of a sudden I'm here being physically abused and in this physical abuse, I, I realized I was a victim again. Um, I worked my whole, <laughs> I worked two whole years and I, the age of 19, 20, 21, like it feels two years feels like a very long time. So I worked years 
in doing this groundwork of healing my inner child just to be an adult and be brought to feeling powerless as a child again. And I had to put myself in a place to start using the same exact tools and practicality that I told other people, right? How I healed my inner child. I had to use it as an adult on how to heal my view of the world, heal my view of if I'm safe, if I'm empowered or not. But I think that in one way or another, we're all victims of abuse. It could be name calling. It'd be something very simple, but it doesn't matter. You know, that, that abuse, that perspective that comes with it, that pain, really not the word abuse, the pain, right? The pain teaches you so much. And one thing I can say is I went through a lot of pain during this time. So my point in saying this as a whole is it's, it's dark, it's deep, because we die. A lot of versions of us die. And I think at 21, when your life falls apart, it's because you're supposed to allow parts of you to die. You know, you're no longer that child. You're not a teenager. You're not a young adult. Like you're entering adulthood, right? And not from a place of ego, but from a place of awareness that two years ago or three years ago, we were so young. We were babies. And now we're more, we're older. You know, the age gives you a different type of wisdom. It gives you an awareness of like how young you truly are and how young you will always be, you know? And we're meant to not know who we quote unquote are at the age of 20, 21 or early 20s. Because the reality is, is we're not supposed to be a person. We're supposed to create constantly and evolve through that creation. So in that barber chair, I just really realized that one, my life didn't plateau. And two, it's okay for me to go through my phases. Um, When he says prepare to pivot always, it's pivoting is that is being able to continue with the flow of creation, right? You have to be okay with death in every aspect. And I think that that's one thing that I seek as, you know, as Jalicia, (laughs) as Godmother Guidance, as a young adult, like one thing that I do seek is I want to become comfortable with the idea of death. Um, And it sounds very gory and gruesome and crazy, but no, really, I want to be in a place where it doesn't hurt me so much when the old parts of me die. Or when views of other people that I have, right, that I created in my head, when they change and that view of them has to die, you know, I want to be in a place of no expectations. And the only expectation is death, not change, but death. And that's definitely something that the abuse and my evolution and losing all my businesses and friends really had to give me. Um, And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for that evolution because that that was an era that was a chapter, that was a lifetime that is now, it's now over. And when you're not, when you're not aware, right? When we're younger, we don't even realize we're just a big ball of programming, right? So much programming. And then from realizing you're programmed, right? The trauma is there, the programming is there. It's like you start entering the stages of grief and you're angry. I became so angry, right? So first I was programmed to trauma, then I was angry. Then I became like the solution to my trauma, right? I didn't become Jaleesia. No, I had to be a solution to like numb that. Not, mm, I'm not going to say numb, nullify, right? I had to get back to zero, right? <laughs> because of my life, I was at a negative 500 of, you know, everything was negative. I was very negative. 
and I had to come back to zero. So in this stage of creating the solution to my trauma, I became a zero, right? I became this empty blank space. And in emptiness, it's, it's lonely, it's empty, it's blank. <laughs> but the reality is, is it's the creative state. When you're nothing, who will you become? You know, when you're nothing, what will you create? And I think that's what happened. I, I realized that once I'm at that zero and, I, and I'm no longer the solution of my trauma, right? Who will I be? I'm, and that's really why I just sat down in my car and created this podcast that is 12 minutes long is when you, when you die, right? And I mean, as a young 20-year-old, the aspect of you dies, right? The, the persona you create in your head, who you thought you were dies. Who will you create? You know, who are you really when you're not just the solution to your traumas? Or who are you really when you're not just the anger? Or when you're not just a gym freak? Or you're not just like the spiritual girl, right? Or when you're not just the bottle girl? Honestly, who are you? In that creative state of nothingness, who will you become? I love you. And maybe I'll publish this. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will just go on Canva right now and create a little podcast thing with the words like moving, you know, like the voice memo thing moving and just upload it. Or maybe I overthink it. But either way, I finally released it. I feel like I told you guys the truth. I told you why I was on pause for two years, you know, the grief and and dying, honestly, a part of me dying and now being ready to reawaken just in different ways. I love you and blessings.